Okay, move out. You're listening to the Valor Podcast with Nick Lehman, a show highlighting the people who defend the United States of America and those who support them. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to the Valor Podcast. This podcast, we're going to learn about the newly minted MOS of the Apache Door Gunner. I kid, but more on that in a minute. First, I want to thank our show sponsor, Booyah Media. They helped us with our website and online support. You can see their work at booyahmedia.com. That is booyahmedia.com. Across the country, there are many things being passed off as fake. There is jewelry, checks, IDs. But one that is becoming more and more commonplace is people dressing up in military uniform and posing as though they served. Today's guest is Army veteran Anthony Anderson of the Stolen Valor Facebook page and webmaster of the Guardian of Valor website. Anderson and his team's mission is to investigate people posing as they were in the military. Anderson and his team's mission is to investigate people posing as if they were in the military. Anthony, I I remember being around... In the beginning of the Facebook page, and just seeing how it has really taken off. I mean, this is incredible to have you on. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, it's been if you've been around since its inception, you've been there probably about I guess it's what ten years now, almost. Yeah, something crazy like that. It's uh, yeah. it, it you know it started off with the 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 videos and and photos of people you know posing as yeah. as posing, I guess, and then it, it's kind of morphed into its own little uh, phenomenon. It has definitely. It it definitely went uh, took off from anything I ever thought it would become. Um, I, I myself, even in the army, you know, as a as a soldier, never even knew what stolen valor was um, until after I got back from Afghanistan. Uh, I never even knew it was a thing. Yeah, no, I didn't. I had no idea until people started, uh, you know, posting about it and seeing seeing your your stuff and. So t- tell us, you know, what did you do in the service? What, you know, what what kind of things, how long did you serve and what made you uh, get into the Army? Um, I served about 13 and a half years. Um, I retired last year, got medically retired. Um, I basically wanted to join the, join the Army uh, after 9-11 happened, like a lot of people. Um, so uh, I joined up and served uh, 13 and a half years and... After I got back from Afghanistan, uh, Facebook pages were just becoming a thing then. Um, they just came out. So we started a page for infantrymen that had come back from overseas and just wanted to share their stories with each other. And during one of these uh, talks, someone said, hey, guys, I'm from Florida, and I'm about to take my concealed weapons permit class, and there's a guy giving classes down here basing his training on his his uh, his former career as an Army Ranger. And he says, is there any way we can confirm this guy ever went to ranger school <clears throat> and so that's kind of where that, that's kind of what started it because i said hmm i wonder if we could find out and i basically started doing some research um and i actually ran into uh started talking with uh, doug sterner and uh mary and chuck shantag uh who also investigated stolen valor but they only investigated fake pow's from vietnam at the time um, and they basically took me under their arm and, and showed me the ropes and it just took off from there yeah, that's awesome to hear. Uh, D- Doug was a was like in the single digits of episodes of the Valor podcast, so that that's awesome to to have the full circle come around of how <laughs> small this military community is. I mean, it, it and go on top of right. that, 
it is small. You can figure out, you know, if a guy's like, yeah, I was in SEAL Team 4 or 5 or 6 or whatever. It's like, okay, right. Well, let me call you back. Right. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you know, and, you know, things like that, as far as SEALs and Delta Force, uh, those two people think are the easiest to claim because they think, oh, they're top secret. No, you know, nobody ever be able to find out if I was really a SEAL or if I was really in Delta. The problem is, is those communities are so small that everybody knows everybody, you know? So if you're claiming Delta, you know, or something like that, we just call our Delta guys and say, hey, you know this guy? Nope, he never served. Um, and it's just that easy, especially with a community so small. And so when you started this this Facebook page of Stolen Valor, I mean, it it... I mean, it took off. I mean, I saw it ping around the world, reshared and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it started with a, you know, maybe a video or two of, you know, being confronted or confronting people that, that, you know, are their uniforms were all jacked up and not uh, proper. And you, you know, anybody that been around military people or even can say, ah, yeah, this guy's a fake. Right. Right. Um, I mean, we started the Facebook page and uh, Facebook, you know, has their terms of service. And so what we were doing was posting our, our investigations on our Facebook page at first. Um, well, the posers would come to the page and see their pictures and they would report it to Facebook. And of course, Facebook would take it down. So I, I said, well, how can we resolve this? How can we still do our investigations and not violate Facebook's terms of service? Um, and one of the fans actually said, hey, build a website. Um, and actually the fans named the website. Uh, I said, okay, cool, we'll build a website. Um, and I put it out there to the fans. I said, what do you want the name of it to be? Um, and someone came up with the name, it got voted on. <clears throat> and that's how the, the website was born. Nice. That's uh, giving it to the community. That's the way to go. Uh, you know, let the, let the right. people speak. So what what goes into somebody's mind? I mean, you've investigated, you know, a lot of these cases. Why do you think people want to claim this? I mean, it, 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 I don't know. It just seems kind of uh, cowardly to me. Well, I mean, I, I, there's a range of different reasons. Um, some people just do it. Like you, you'll have the, the the person that shows up in the airport in uniform and walks around the airport that just to get the attaboys and thank you for your service. And, you know, we, we've had a lot of people like that. Um, you've got the ones that do it to uh, rip off veterans organizations. Um, you've got ones that rip off the VA. Um, we've, we've had one like that where we actually investigated and, and had him prosecuted and, and sent to prison for five years for ripping off the VA. Um, and what we've, what we've found is in 99% of the cases where someone is committing stolen valor, there's usually other crimes involved. Yeah, they're 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 still in the free beer that that they give to yeah. the veteran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and 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 the good thing about our movement is, is you know, we're getting laws passed. Um, I don't know if you've seen recently, but Pennsylvania just passed uh, their their stolen valor law. Uh, I think two days ago, the governor signed it into law. Well, the way their law got started was the video that we posted on YouTube of the uh, fake ranger in the airport that was confronted by Ryan Newell. Uh, I'm not Ryan Newell, by Ryan Burke. Um, and that video, within two days, had 5 million views on our, on our YouTube channel. Um, well, after that, 
you know, the senators, the local government saw this, and, you know, one of the senators said, hey, well, you know, we, we need a law. Um, they actually reached out to us, and, and, you know, we supported them on the law, and that was 2015. So it took them two years, but they finally got their law passed this week. Yeah, and it, it got real dicey. I mean, it gets real dicey uh, because, I mean, I don't know, I think it was like five or six years ago, the Supreme Court ruled that it was free speech and, you know, anybody can dress up and say that they're a veteran or served in the war or whatever. And I was like, man, that's, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. They, well, in a way, I agree with them um, in, in that ruling. Um, you know, Doug, I, I know you're familiar with him. Him and his wife, his wife wrote that law, the original Stolen Valor Law. Um, and it was passed in 2005 by President Bush. Well, the problem with that law was it was too broad. Um, it encompassed basically anybody and everybody that, that put on a uniform. And, you know, that that's, in a way that's a violation of free speech because it also encompassed the free speech calls. In other words, if I go into a bar and, and, and tell some woman, you know, a, a, a big story about my war history and it's a lie, I could technically be prosecuted under that law. And that, that's, that's just going too far. Well, so what they did is in 2013, Obama signed a new law into uh, a new federal law. And basically this one, they have to be wearing certain awards and also have to be uh, gaining some kind of financial benefit. Um, it, it, that one's t- it's too strict. I mean, because now they have to actually be wearing the uniform and wearing an award and claiming it and and getting some kind of benefit. So what the states are doing is they're creating their own laws. Um, and I think we have about six states now that created their own laws that, that makes it uh, that, that's more just bigger than the federal law. They um, make it illegal for you to wear the uniform, to claim to be a veteran, to, to, uh, to law enforcement. Um, New Jersey, and New Jersey is a law, if you get pulled over and you try to get out of a ticket or something and you claim you're in the service and try to use that to get out of a ticket, they actually can get you for, uh, you know, for that. It's a misdemeanor, but it's something. Yeah, that definitely. That I mean, it, it, there's all kinds of laws that can be implemented and done properly to make everybody feel feel happy. Uh, what uh, What are some of the uh, cases that you have have seen over the years that are you know kind of common things that you 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 start to see? You're like, okay, that's a common thread of of what stolen valor is about. Um. Usually, it, like we were talking earlier, usually they like to claim uh, special forces or uh, Marine Force recon or something like that. And, and I think I think they do that, but like I said, because they think that those guys are, are top secret, you know, um, like with the Navy SEAL. Everybody likes to claim to be a Navy SEAL because they think, you know, that they're secret. And a Navy SEAL is not secret. You know, everybody that ever attended BUDS, if they failed or whatever, is in, in, a, in a database. And Don Shipley has access to that database. So all you have to do is call Don up and say, hey, dude, this guy's claiming to be a Navy SEAL, and he can look in that database and tell you if the guy ever went to Bud's. You know, so it's just a misconception, I think, about the special forces and the secrecy of the missions they do. And people are drawn to that. And they think that since it's secret, that nobody will uh, ever know and nobody can look into it. Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've had a few people. Well, not few, but just one guy. He was like, "Oh yeah, I was a Navy SEAL and all this stuff." And 
And, you know, same, I have a friend that similar has access to the database, gave him his name, and he's like, yeah, that guy didn't even, he didn't even touch the application process. And so I went back to the guy. I was like, oh, yeah, uh so you, you said you were a seal. Well, I thought about it. He started to do the, the whole about face retrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They try to say, oh, that's not what I meant or, you know, something like that. But it's, it, it gets crazy sometimes. I mean, you know, uh, the, the one case I worked, it, it, it was the one of the weirdest cases. And it started off with a video in an airport of someone impersonating a, uh, an officer in the army. Um, and this case turned out to be a case of fraud and uh, fake names and fake IDs. I mean, it got so it got so big it reached three different states, three different uh, police departments. Um, and when they finally caught up with with her, um, she had fled to uh, Nevada. They finally caught up with her and prosecuted her for everything. <clears throat> they actually used our video in her prosecution. Um, and the judge, you know, the judge basically told her she she tried to blame everything she had done on her 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 gender transition. her gender transition. She was trying to become she was a female trying to become a man, and she tried to blame that on her uh, all the fraud she would committed. She had went to a, a, a school, got a job as a uh, as a teacher, a substitute teacher, was in a wheelchair. Told these people at the school that she had been shot in the back in Afghanistan got a Purple Heart license plate from the DMV um, using fake paperwork. So, um, I mean, they, they prosecuted, they threw the book at her. Um, and she got, I think, 10 years altogether. Man, that's like a Lifetime movie, HBO movie. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's crazy, man. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was one of the craziest cases that we'd ever worked. Um, but it was good because we got we got a lot of experience working with law enforcement. Um, you know, we worked with law enforcement in three different three different uh, states. Uh, we worked with the FBI, Homeland Security, all in that one case. Um, so it kind of it kind of gave us all experience of working together. Um, and now you know we have contacts with with CID. We've had NCIS reach out to us to work with us now. Um, so it, it's definitely doing some good. Oh heck yeah, man! I mean that that that's a testament of you know being the the true professional at this and just chipping away and and doing good work at it. I mean, because I've seen a few that you know they they almost you know bully and assault the person that that's claiming the fake. Oh, yeah. but, but I mean, you guys are professionals. You're like, we'll just get the intel and we'll uh, we'll research this. We'll we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. We we don't um you know we don't we don't partake in the Facebook attacks and, and that you see a lot of, you know, a lot of people like to take the Facebook and attack people and call them out. And that's just not how we work. And, and the sad thing is, is a lot of that stuff gets blamed on us. Um, we'll get emails saying, Hey, you called me out, blah, blah, blah. And we don't even know who the person is, you know? Um, and we'll have to tell them, Hey guys, you know, that's not us. Well, you know, this is, this is who we are. We, we don't, we're, we're not affiliated with anybody else. If somebody's calling you out on Facebook, that's not us. Um, so th- th- those are kind of the, the, I don't know if you've seen the, the CBS uh, special they did on us a couple of weeks ago, but I kind of referenced that in, in that interview. That, that, and, it, you know, the, the CBS guy asked me about that. He said, you know, do you consider yourself a vigilante? Absolutely not, because that's not how we operate. No, you guys are you guys are awesome. You guys are the quiet professionals that, uh, after the fact, the 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 deeds come out about the you know the lifetime movie potential. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, 
you know, I, I, I've been around, I'm a, I'm a civilian, but, uh, you know, I see uh, men and women in uniform and kind of know what goes where and what, but what are some telltale right. signs that somebody that's maybe a common person, uh, no pun intended, a layman, but uh, that can right. say, hey, that, that uniform's not up to snuff or their medals are out of place and all that. How can people get educated on that? Um, well, you know, that's one thing we aim to do. You know, that our, our mission is kind of two-pronged. We're not here just to out these people. We're also here to educate the public. That's why, you know, we have a public Facebook page and a public group, you know, because we want everybody there. We want the civilians to learn what right looks like. Um, you know, a soldier, a Marine, uh, you know, any, anybody in the military takes pride in their uniform. Um, so if you see a soldier on the street, a Marine on the street, he's going to look sharp. He's gonna, or she's going to look sharp. You know, their, their uniform is going to be nice looking. Their hair is going to be nice kept. Um, you know, that's one of the, the more telltale signs that, you know, that's why the, when Ryan Burke confronted this guy in Pennsylvania, it was obvious because the guy was, 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 he was overweight. The uniform looked, looked crappy on him. Um, so that, that was the first giveaway. And then as he got closer, he started noticing more things off on him. Um, yeah, like metals and things all all disorganized and discombobulated. Right, right. Um, you know, and like I said, that's that's why we we do the things we do. So the videos, so that, so that civilians can watch it and say, oh, okay, that that's that's what's wrong. That you know, that's why you know the uniform's not right on this guy. Um, you know, a real good one was the sergeant major that got outed in uh, Florida, and he actually went to a funeral. Um, of a fallen Marine, and he got confronted after the funeral by these two Marines because his Army uniform, he, he dressed as a sergeant major, and his ar- Army uniform just looked all jacked up. Um, and Marines actually called him out. And, you know, Marines don't usually call out Army fakers, but, I mean, they called him out on everything. He, had, he, had, he was wearing ribbons and medals, which is, of course, on a military uniform, you only wear one. You either wear your ribbons or you wear your medals. You don't wear both. Um, so that, that was, of course, the first thing that, that showed he was a fake. Yeah, and you, you mentioned, you know, men and women taking pride in their uniform and, and all that. Uh, what what are some things that when you were in service with your team in the Army that, that made you pri- prideful, not in terms of the prideful of like, oh, I'm the best, but the pride right. in what you served in your country. What are some things that that you look back on and say, you know what, we did good? I mean, there's a lot of things, you know. I mean, uh, hell, we survived Afghanistan. That's, that's the main thing. I mean, you know, me and my guys, you know, we went through a lot over there, but we survived. And, you know, we can look back on it and say, you know, we can take pride in that. We, you know, we fought for our country. We did what was right. We served our time, and, and we came home, and we came home in one piece, you know. Um, that, that's That's one of the highlights of my career is, you know, that we made it into combat and came home. Yeah, definitely, and and getting the the guys and girls together and and talking about those experiences, I think that is it really strengthens your guys' community and 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 bonds. You know that uh, civilians will never understand, but uh, can really appreciate though. Right. Um. You know, and, and I think that's that's one of the things that, you know that that kind of throws a wedge in the civilian and the veteran communities because they don't understand. Um. Yeah, once once a villain that I heard talk about it. Um, you know who? Uh, younger, what's his first name? 
Oh, Sebastian uh, Jung- a, Younger. Yeah, the Sebastian. Yeah, the, yes. yeah. It, it, have you ever heard his speech on why soldiers uh, love war? Yeah, yeah, I've read his stuff and you know watched his Restrepo. Yeah, he, he, oh yeah, great guy. Yeah, this this was a, a thing he did after Restrepo, as a matter of fact. Um, and he was kind of explaining the experience and, and telling, you know, trying to explain to civilians why you know it wasn't that soldiers didn't love war and, and the military. He was trying to explain the difference. Um, and you know, he was saying until until we can explain that difference, you know, there's always going to be war. Um, I think he explained it the best as far as that's concerned. Oh yeah, his his stuff is great. I I love uh, his documentaries and and uh, the stuff he wrote about uh, uh, war. And then that uh, there's that one book right. Tribe that talks about uh, about how we should take care of our veterans when they come home and all that. It's a good read. Yeah, yeah. So what what are <clears throat> What are some things that uh, are in the works? I know you you guys are always moving and shaking and and getting some good publicity and things like that. But uh, what's the mission here on out? Um, well, actually, right now we're trying to expand. I mean, I, we've got uh, we've we've got so many cases and we get so many inquiries that you know we just can't keep up. Um, and we don't we don't charge anybody for investigations, you know. And I've told my guys that. I never want to to charge. So what we do is we basically get sponsors. People sponsor us uh, for our work. Um, right now we're we're getting ready to start working with Rally Point. Um, we're going to have our own page on Rally Point. Um, we're also working with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Um, can't really say what we got in the works there, but uh, basically what we're doing with with, with Black Rifle is something that's going to help support our organization um, financially, so that we don't we don't ever have to really charge anything for what we do heck yeah and if, if uh matt best is behind that and the guys over adam and all those guys over there you know you're good good company <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah they're they're probably i could probably guarantee there'll probably be a funny uh viral video out of it somewhere in the mix <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh yeah so uh take us through uh you know i know it, it's complex and there's a lot of intricacies in it but uh, take us through an investigation somebody sends you a tip where does it go from there um well basically the first thing we look for is, is you know we we try to make sure that they have a case um you know we get a lot of cases where they'll say oh so and so said this um my neighbor said this you know and, and that's kind of stuff we don't look into we get a lot of stuff like that but you know, they'll send us something and say, hey, you know, uh, check this picture out. Um, I, something don't look right, right about this guy or, you know, this guy's it, – it's just a different – I mean, we get different emails. Um, as a matter of fact, I can probably just pull one up and just give you an idea. Um, and what we basically ask for is when people send us something is um, we need basic information on the person if they have it. If not, we can get it um, so that we can start the investigation. Um, somebody will post a lot. We get a lot of things like on Facebook, like there's a case we're working now of a guy that went on Facebook and posted a bunch of pictures of him and special forces tabs and, you know, decked out and making all these claims. Um, so that's kind of how it starts. And then, uh, we basically pick it up from there. We'll do a background check. Um, if we don't have his information already, and then we will submit for military records. Um, military records, the pins can take anywhere from a week to, six months or longer depending on because somebody that served in 
two or three different services. You have to contact two or three different places to get records. Um, so it can get time consuming um, just waiting on, on documents. Um, <clears throat> once we get everything in line, we'll, we'll look it over. And if I think we have a case, if they violated the law, um, then we'll post it. Um, if not, even if I, even if they have done something and I don't think it meets my criteria or if my gut just doesn't feel right, we won't post it. I mean, there's cases we worked a year on, uh, and it never made the page. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just something that we, that we do. Heck yeah. And the, and just, I know, I know about it, but maybe people don't know about it, but, uh, you know, with the archives.gov, you know, you could file freedom of information acts on, on military personnel records, right? Am I right? Right. There, there's a process in that. <laughs> yes, there is. And, and that's a, a lot of misconception is a lot of people believe that their military records are confidential or they're personal. They're not. Your military records are government property, so they fall under the FOIA Act. <clears throat> the only thing that they are not allowed to re release are your medical records and any of your personal information, like your social, your date of birth, which if I'm a Creston, records I already have that anyway. Um, but, yes, you can go to St. Louis and request certain records. Um, certain uh, military branches are now, though, starting to keep their own records. The Marine Corps started keeping their own records in uh, 1999. So anything after 99, you have to go now directly to the Marine Corps to get records. Oh, wow, that's good to know. And, man, I feel when you said I'll, I'm going to pull up that email, I feel like we're we're going into a scene of, a, you know, one of those crime series <clears throat> with the, with the touchscreens <laughs> and all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, and, that, that's the, and the thing is, you know, people also come to us with, with you know, other than stolen valor cases, we get cases about, you know, a lot of veterans organizations that, that are doing shady stuff. Um, there are a lot of them out there. There are a lot of organizations that kind of pop up and we call them pop up vet orgs. And, you know, they pop up and claim they're here to take care of veterans and they take in all this money and then they disappear. Um, so that's kind of not what we're supposed to do, but there's nobody else out there doing it right now. So we're kind of doing that as well. Heck yeah, that sounds like uh, the wild west of uh, snake oil salesmen going around around these parts trying to hawk the wares. <laughs> yeah, it basically. Yeah, and um, what? So, Anthony, what? 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 When you're investigating these things, and you have that like, I I got them. Like, what? What? What is the? You know, do you? Is there like, I got it, gotcha? Is there some sort of uh, moniker you use that uh, that kind of is like, we got them. You know, like not to movie movie <clears throat> sitcom this up, but uh, you know, you know, Grace right. Denise has a catch line. Do you have one? No, no, I don't have a catch line. Um, you know, because some some of this man, it, it, it gets it gets really emotional. I mean, um, you know, I, I've I've actually had to to out one of my friends before, and that's not a good feeling. Um, you know, he. When I outed him, you know, when I called him, he knew what it was about. You know, he said, I know what you're calling me about. He said, I'm glad it was you. You know, he said, I can finally end my years of, of lies. You know, and, and to hear him say that, I'm like, really? You know, this guy, he, and he was a good friend of mine. I'd never heard him say any of these these claims that he had made um, directly to me. I guess I know why now, but, um, you know, and that made me come to to the realization, you know, that, that you know, these he had a problem. He he had started a lie, 
And he basically built his organization on that lie. And now he was called in a place where, you know, he didn't know what to do. You know, he had a great organization that had a great mission, but he had built the organization on a, a false background. Um, so, yeah, it gets emotional sometimes. Um, I've got to a point where I try to try to separate myself emotionally um, because what happens is sometimes when we out these guys, man, it affects more than just that person. They got they have you know they have wives and and or husbands and kids and they, you know that that have believed these lies all their all, all these years. So, yeah, that, that's a lot of stuff we take into account when, when we when we do these cases. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even think about that aspect about the family. I mean, you know, dad or grandpa or you know, right. say they they were this you know hero so to speak, and and then it comes unraveling that they really didn't serve or you know it was just kind right. of uh, they got medically retired and after boot camp and they just had to make something yeah. up to sound like they did something right and a lot of these people you know have been in their local papers for, for their for their heroics you know and so it affects the whole town sometimes i mean we had a case where where, the, where this girl was a hometown hero man because all the all the the stories she had told told about her her heroics in iraq and come to find out it was all a lie she'd never deployed i mean they'd given her like a parade and stuff in her hometown yeah that's uh i i i you know, you, you feel bad with everybody involved because, you know, it takes, like you said, it's that lie that builds upon it and builds upon it. And then, mm -hmm. and, and it's, you, it's a maze really that ends up getting you caught and, and in a bad place because, because you're building upon, you, know, you got to cover your tracks each way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, they, they all, <clears throat> usually what happens, especially if, you know, uh, a paper comes out, and, and journalists are getting better about this. Over the years, they're starting to get better because a lot of journalists would just would just, would just take uh, somebody's word as far as their military service, and, and you would hear that there would be these ludicrous stories out there from reporters about this guy that served by himself in Afghanistan and and went out and killed thirty people by himself, you know, and just these ludicrous stories they were printing up of these guys. Um, and so after after we started doing this and started veterans would see these stories and they would send us to us and say check this out man there's no way this is true um what a lot of uh what a lot of them did they started reaching out to us uh fox news actually does now before they'll run a story on a veteran they'll come to us and say hey can can you make sure this guy's background's legit um you know and, and so they're becoming more aware that that not every story that that's told to them about somebody's military service is true yeah that that's awesome that's good that the journalists are recognizing you guys as the the experts and the stoppers of of potential fake so there we were <laughs> right right so anthony we'll finish this up but uh what are kind of on a on a humorous note um what are some of the top what are the top five mos's that you've heard that Anybody was like, no. Like, I, I mentioned at the top of the half hour about the Apache door gunner, but what, what are some other ones that you've heard that are like, that's funny, but no? <laughs> um, yeah, um, well, you know, the funniest one space shuttle door gunner, but uh, that one may not be too far from the truth now since the Air Force is starting the Space Corps. <laughs> um, yeah. But space shuttle door gunner, um, that, that one kind of it, it has always been just, just a, you know, a ploy, but... Um, 
I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, you can find MOSs, so, so they'll go out there and they'll claim they're a sniper. What, what they don't understand is, is sniper isn't actually a job, an MOS. It's actually a uh, what we call a, a, a skill identifier. So if you're an infantryman, you can go to sniper school, and you yes, you'll be a sniper, but it, you're not classified. There's no MOS for that. You're not a sniper. You're an infantryman with this uh, identifier as being a sniper, you know, sniper qualified. Um, so, you know, people say, oh, I was a sniper, and they'll have a patch that says sniper. No, sorry, the Army doesn't have any patch for a sniper, but they'll have it on their uniform, you know, because they sell that crap out there. Um, so sniper, I think sniper is one of the top. Yeah, and the the spaceship door gunner, I, I want to see that uh, that MOS school. That should be a, that, that would be a hoot yeah. to, to ask questions on that one. Definitely. Some uh, tang in the MRE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony, how can uh, how can people uh, find you? I know we mentioned at the the top, but how can people find uh, what you're doing and and support the cause and all that good stuff? Um, they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash stolen valor, um, and they can find us on the web at guardianofvalor.com. Um, our website is going through some. Uh, through a rebuild over the next month or so. So um, there may be some funny looking stuff in there for a while, but we're having it be professionally rebuilt so that it'll look better. There you go. Like, like, like the uniforms that, that you guys wear, making it sharp and crisp. I like it. Roger that. All right, Anthony. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. This was a real fun time to, to talk and, and, and get to the, uh, how to find stolen valor and, and properly report it. I enjoyed it, man. I'll come back anytime. Heck yeah, maybe we maybe we do the uh, Doug and Anthony hour. That would be fun. Oh yeah, you get me and Doug on there, you'll definitely have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm gonna just close this out. So thanks for listening to the Valor Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play or any podcast management app. Visit our webpage at thevalorpodcast.com. Finally, find your mission. There are many veteran organizations, nonprofits, and veterans needing your help. I promise you'll make some great friends. 